everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Health and Wellness Happy Hour podcast. I'm Jada Lovick, your host, and today we have another guest. Her name is Reve Boykins. Reve is an IFBB bikini pro and personal trainer. She works with children with autism full-time and works as a personal training coach during the evenings. She fell in love with fitness in 2013, and she's made it her life's purpose to spread knowledge and inspiration to help people achieve the best version of themselves. Please welcome on Rebe. So Rebe, to start the show off, I'm going to ask you a question I always ask all of my guests I've had on so far. What are three things that you're thankful for? So I'm thankful for my health, number one. Um, I think that is my top priority. So I'm thankful that I'm healthy and able to just do all of the things that I do, that I want to do, go, you know, go where I want to go. So my health being number one. Um, I'm also thankful for my parental structure and all of the lessons that they taught me growing up. I really feel like I had a great foundation um, to start. And as, you know, as a young woman and an ambitious woman that the, my parents really you know, pushed me to do everything that I wanted to do. And I'm very grateful for them. And the last thing I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for community. Um, You know, in this day and age, and especially in this country, we have this mindset of like, you have to do it alone, you know, self-made, everyone's self-made, everyone is alone and doing it by themselves. But over the past couple of years, I've really felt much better because I've relied and leaned on the people in my community, my friends, I call them my tribe. Um, so I'm really grateful for all of the relationships that I have. Those are such like well thought out answers. I especially love the one about community and, you know, because that's something I feel like we don't really think about. We do like live in a society, like you said, where we do try to do everything by ourselves. So it's really, really important if you do have that tribe to lean into them and lean on them to help you get through things. Um, so what prompted you to pursue personal training? Oh man. Okay. So I actually have a long story about this. So, um, I didn't actually, I didn't start thinking about training others until I started training myself. (laughs) Um, so like you said, in the, in the brief bio, I found fitness in 2013 and we share a mutual friend, Shelly. Oh my gosh. We have to talk about Shelly. Yes. So I found Shelly. She found me. We found each other. She was like, you're going to do this bikini competition. I was like, okay, I'm going to look terrible. Did my first show. And that kind of just sparked my interest from there. And then, you know, as you grow and learn in the fitness world, you're like, man, there's so much information out here. And then you start to see other people, you know, either following that information or not following that information. And for me, I've always been a, a people person. I like building connections with people. I like inspiring, sharing what I know. Um, and I just felt like what other way to do that than to help people physically. Um, I, you know, I didn't always have the, the best self-esteem growing up as a kid. So the physical aspect of fitness is really what helped me develop my confidence. I want to, I want to pay it forward and do that too. Like I want to help people build their confidence through fitness. So that's, yeah I think that's really really awesome and like you said we do have a mutual friend I uh met Shelly at open gym one day like at the cheer gym um she saw me like practicing one of my tumbling skills like a back walkover or something like that I think it was 
And like, we just hit it off since then. So truly, truly amazing person. Um, and then I also have the same kind of story. So I didn't, I became a personal trainer though, because I, I just remember going to the gym so many times, especially when, you know, I was finished being a cheerleader and I just had no clue what to do. Like, I thought I was just supposed to hop on a treadmill and do cardio the whole time. And I don't like running. I was like, this cannot be the only way. Yeah. Be it. Mm -mm. So I think that also prompted me to be like, okay, like I'm going to go, you know, get certified as a personal trainer just to have the knowledge myself. And then also I wanted to pay it forward to other people. So I definitely agree with you with that. What are some goals that you set for yourself for the year of 2020? Okay, let's see. My list is not in front of me, but let me think off the top of my head. So I'm a compartmentalizer by nature. So I like to group my goals, fitness goals, you know, financial goals, I don't know, social goals, whatever. Um, so off the top of my head, I'm, I love saving money. Mm -hmm. like, nothing that makes me happier than to look at my bank account and be like, damn, yeah, I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, so um save five thousand dollars this year and and for anyone who who lives you know on their own and takes care of all of their financial responsibilities um you know rent itself like it's hard to save that mm -hmm. much money when you have a lot of things in your name um so five thousand right now is even kind of a big deal for me given that i'm you know paying for my life um as of now by myself. So save $5,000. Um, I'm also an avid reader. So I would like to read at least 10 books this year. I've already read one for 2020. So I'm, I'm on track. I've started another one to so read 10 books. And then my last goal is fitness related. And I would love to place top 10 in my next um, pro competition in October. That's exciting. Those are definitely some exciting goals. Um, so how do you say you have like a lot of different goals and like a lot of different categories? Like you said, you like to kind of like, you know, compartmentalize your goals. How do you stay focused through all of the surrounding noise, especially, you know, social media and just, I guess just things that are going on around us. How do you stay focused? Yeah. Um, so let's see. I think, I don't, I'm trying to think. I definitely think fitness and incorporating that in my life has helped me learn discipline and structure and staying focused. So I definitely will attribute those skills that I have now to competing because as a competitor, you don't really, especially if you're going to do it a hundred percent, like you just have to do it. You know, right. there's no half-assing it. There's no, you know, I'm only going to stick to my diet 70% of the time. Like you have to be a hundred percent. So I take that same mentality that I have with competing and I just adopt it into my life. Um, and I think when you see results, you realize, okay, if I just do what is necessary, you'll get to where you want to go. Um, so yeah, I may want to order pizza three nights in a row sometimes, but I know I need to be saving money. Um, and just realizing that no matter how far out the goal is, I know I will achieve it. Um, and again, just using that same mentality from competitions. When I first started, I didn't know I was going to fall in love with it the way that I did. But I was like, okay, if I just eat well, do my cardio, practice the posing, I'll become pro. And then I became pro and I was like, okay, I ate the food, I did the cardio, practice my posing, that must have worked. So I might as well just use 
those same skills and that same mindset in my day to day. And I do, and I know I, I wish I had like a better answer, but that's, that's just it. I was just really, really simple. Yeah. And I think sometimes simplicity wins, you know, I think that's why I've always just loved being an athlete because I feel like, you know, sports can just teach you so much and it's not always about the sport itself. Like there's so many life lessons surrounding the sport that you can learn and just apply to your life, you know? So I love that answer. Definitely. Yeah. Sports is, and you know, I, my boyfriend and I talk about this all the time about, like you said, it's really never about the sport itself when it's all said and done, because in your day-to-day life, you're like, huh, I do this in whatever sport I play. Let's see how this follows or translates um, over to, you know, at work or taking care of your home, your relationships. And I really, I stand by, stand by that. Exactly. And the discipline of it all is unlike any other. For sure. For real. Yes. So we both read um, Marie Forleo's book, Everything is Figureoutable. Um, And in it, she talks a lot about how she's like, multi-passionate which I know we both discussed and how you know I feel like as I was growing up like a lot of people told me oh you do too much like choose one thing and I'm like I don't want to just do one thing like I'm interested in all of these things like you know and they're like okay well you're never going to be good at these things and I'm like I'm not really really focused on being like excellent at all of them I'm just trying to have the experience of them just to see what I enjoy the most you know and it just so happens that I happen to enjoy all these things and I know you feel the same way um, so how do you, I know we did just kind of touch on this a little bit, but how do you balance like a nine to five along with your passions? Yeah. yeah I, and uh, I think everyone, especially in our generation, like our, I'll say generation, cause that's like 25 years, but our age group, especially in this day and age is like, we all, there's like two groups. There's like the diehard entrepreneurs I'm gonna you know come from nothing and build and then you have entrepreneurs like us who still have a full-time job but also still have a business and something else too or at least working towards that um and I don't think there's a right or wrong way but for me I look at my nine to five as one skill and then I look at my I guess six to ten (laughs) as my other skills Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes they do overlap because I work with children. I work with people in my day to day. And then I work with people, um, as a personal trainer as well. So the balance comes in where I think when I'm at work, I'm at work. And then when I'm at the gym and I'm a personal trainer, I'm a personal trainer. And I try not to let both, I guess, intertwine in a detrimental way. Um, so we were talking about this earlier. Like I, when I go to work from nine and I get off, or go to work at 7 30 and I get off at four um I'm off at four and then I'm doing something else I think sometimes nine to fives have this way of being like if you're not working all of the time are you really working and it's like right. well yeah because I'm here <laughs> yeah I'm here I'm I'm doing what I need to get done I'm not going to overwork myself or even stress myself out because I have this long list you know and I think I try to just have gives myself some grace where, you know, if I don't get to it, I don't get to it unless it's a, a deadline that I need to meet. Um, then I, I might take some work home, but I, I literally just do it. I'm just like, you know what? I, I have a vision for my life and that includes, you know, working my nine to five and doing things that I love outside of work too. 
Um, so I try to just stay, you know, strong-minded in that sense and not let other people or, you know, other, you know, cultures or just, you know, senses of jobs get in, get in, get into my head. So. Right. Yeah. I think that's super, super important for sure. So what are some, I know we discussed a little bit of like touched on time blocking earlier. Um, so tell us a little bit about that and other strategies that you may use to kind of also help with that balance. Yeah. So time blocking saves my life every day. And I know people can't see us, but I'll show you. So I have my journal. Um, I'll go back. And it's literally locks. (laughs) Time blocking. It's very, very simple. And it's less about the actual time, but more about the duration of time that I give myself. Um, so like Monday through Friday, I know I'm at work from 7.30 to 4. So I'm not going to be doing anything else but at work. And it says right there, work. Right. Um, and then I even kind of factor my drive time. I'm like, okay, so from 4.30 to roughly 5.30, I'm going to be in the car. And then at 5.45, I'm going to... Um, this particular day, I was meeting up with a friend. We were getting dinner. And then for two hours, I was doing something else. And then at 7.15, I was seeing a client. And then I had my own training schedule. So I like to just block out the time for each activity. Um, and one goal and one trick that I actually learned from Marie Forleo was you give yourself less time than you need for the activity. And that's all about efficiency. Um, anyone that I think knows me knows I like to be efficient. Like I don't want to spend more time than I need to. Um, so if I know it's only going to take me, let's see, if it's going to take me an hour to fold the clothes, I might give myself 45 minutes and be like, okay, you only have 45 minutes. Just get it done. Don't look at your phone. Don't check social media. Don't, you know, mess around. Don't stop midway to get a snack. Like just fold the clothes, <laughs> just fold the clothes and get it out of the way. And you'll just, you know, you just feel better. And then when you give yourself less time, you have those little tiny chunks of time in between. So when I folded clothes this morning, I had an extra 15 minutes. So I sat down and read some of the book that I have been reading um, that I started yesterday. So just little stuff like that. Like I, I live by it. I swear by it. Obviously it's not for everybody. You know, you got to find your own, your own things. Um, but I think my, my type A personality really comes out when I time block. I'm like, okay, I have to do this and this between this and this. And then I give myself 10 minutes and then I take a break. And then like, I, I just plan everything, but I like it. (laughs) I like, I like my life that way. Um, and it just, it helps me. I stay really productive and, um, yeah, so time blocking is my thing. Yes. And like you said, you have to find your thing. I don't time block everything, but I really, really like your strategy. I do, however, time block like gym workouts in particular. I noticed that I was devoting so much time to other people and so much time to just other things that really like didn't involve self-care for myself. But once I started time blocking, like, oh, you're going to do the gym here. Like, you know, just like other little small self-care things that were a necessity for myself once you write them down and once I had an actual time because I could just put at first I was just putting like oh Monday and then I'm just right gym okay like the morning goes by and I'm like I'll go later afternoon comes I'm busy I'll go later evening comes I'll go later oh now we're on Tuesday so I have to actually start you know like 
directly writing the time down, like you said, it helps so much. And I recommend that to anybody just to even try it out. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but you are literally losing nothing by trying. Right. And then too, you know, sometimes like, and obviously it's a, it's a tentative schedule. Things come up, someone calls you, you know, you have to rearrange things a little bit, but, but that's kind of the beauty about block, the time block itself is that even if it gets messed up, you either can like push things up or push things back. Um, but I think the one thing that I've actually found really helpful with time blocking is the gym. Um, for me, as, as a competitor, there's times where my workouts will last me two, three hours. And I'm just like, I don't have two, three hours to be in the gym. Um, so when I time block, it allows me to go in, get the workout done and leave. Um, and I'm sure you can attest to this. When you start a gym, people know your name. They know what you do. They want to know how you're doing. So you walk in and now you have to talk to John, Tiff, so-and-so, so-and-so. And it's like another little community. And sometimes, sometimes I'm like, hey, guys, time crunch, like headphones and I got to go. Um, and so that's how I've been kind of maneuvering lately is just being like, all right, you got an hour for the gym, go in. Or sometimes I might do, okay, 45 minutes and then save the last 10 minutes to talk to people or something like that. Yeah. That's a really good idea also. Yep, so it can be fluid. Yes, love it. Well, I'm so, so thankful we got the opportunity to talk today. Do you have any closing words, any advice you want to give anybody? Oh, man. Um, if you can't stop thinking about something or someone or something that you want to do, just do it. Like, don't worry about the fancy business cards or, you know, the cool templates on social media. Like, just put yourself out there. Um, one, of the, one of these quotes I love is, like, just say yes and figure out how later. So I love that. And then figure out as you go. Um, that's kind of the route I've taken so far. Everyone's like, what's your business plan? I'm like, I mean, I know my business plan, but, like, I didn't. I didn't spend so much time planning. I just jumped and then I was like, okay, now that I have an idea, now I can take a step back and do more planning. Um, right. So yeah, just, if you can't stop thinking about something, just, just do it. And the only, the only thing you can get from it is a learning experience. I don't believe in failing. So only thing you can get is a learning experience. And then you're just better the next time. I love that. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on today. And we will end the video here. Please remember that this podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional. I'm simply here to educate and empower you on health and wellness topics that commonly affect us. Please consult your physician before beginning any exercise program as well as any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. I wish you all the very best. And remember, when you know better, you do better. Once again, let's toast to health and happiness. And thanks for tuning in to the Health and Wellness Happy Hour Podcast.